Radio Game Changers, the number one radio podcast in the world, is now a book. Well, you can't throw the rule book out the window until you've read the rule book. Yeah. Because then there's an embarrassing slide out the window to retrieve the rule book. Nine insights from over a hundred hours of conversations with the best radio presenters and programmers in the world. We save our interactions for on the air. If Kevin was in a car accident today, frankly, I'd rather not know about it until he comes in and tells me about it tomorrow morning. Radio Game Changers, the book. It's available now at Amazon. Because I miss comedy. I really miss it. The playfulness. The play. Yeah. And, you know, that's a word that isn't used often in assessing character, but playfulness, I think, is hugely important. You've heard the podcast. Now, read the book. My work is my life. My kids are in it. My partner's in it. This whole work-life balance thing. My whole life is just one big ball. Radio Game Changers. Written by Craig Bruce and Jay Mueller. A Bad Producer production. Hey, this is Craig Bruce and welcome to Game Changers. Uh, Last month, Kate Mead and I hosted the Australian Audio Summit. If you came along, um, thank you so much for your support. It was um, an online event featuring conversations with some of the most successful audio content creators in Australia. Uh, We had uh, plenty of room for questions and answers from uh, from the audience. And this week, we're bringing you the highlights from each of those sessions. And today, we're featuring Brie Thomasall. Have you been able to pinpoint exactly what it is that you're good at? What is, what is that super skill that you have? Have you worked that out? Does it matter to you? Does it matter if you don't know the answer to that question? Um, I don't think it matters. I think it you change and evolve like throughout your whole life. And I think ultimately what I've kind of learned about myself, especially in the last 10 years of my career, is that the thing that I'm best at is ultimately being myself Yeah. Um, because I don't have to try all that hard because, you know, <laughs> you're just kind of you. Yeah. Um, but I think having that ability to be really raw um, and real and connect with people, um, I think that's what I've kind of learnt um, is where I kind of fit and I love sitting in that space and I love being that person and I think the reason why people probably connect with me is because of that. There's a space for jack-of-all-trades maybe where there wasn't years ago, and certainly from a platform perspective, um, it, it's yeah. agnostic. It's, it's w- what is this content and where does it best fit? And it's a, ve- it's a very different world to what existed 10 years ago in that respect. Craig, in my sporting career, that was very short growing up, um, I was always a utility player and I feel like <laughs> um, I am that person in, in media. I want to be the utility. You want someone to do TV? I can do that. You want someone to do a podcast? I can do that. You want to make a funny video? Uh, I'll do that if you want me to. Um, so I feel like, and I feel like that's probably from early on in my career when I started at Nova Brisbane, they didn't really have a place for me and I literally fought like tooth and nail to get in there. And so I, I taught myself how to edit video. I put my hand up to produce when they needed someone. I was in there at four in the morning doing solo shifts. So anything that they wanted, if I didn't know it, I put my hand up and said, I'll learn and I'll learn how to do that for you. So that testing, trialing um, component of online content, um, is that how are, are you nervous putting out a video? Not because you just don't know what is going to what's what people yeah. are going to react to and what they're not. What what's this, how does that feel and how do you work through that trepidation of I don't know whether I'm going to share this or not or is this good enough or how do you kind of answer those questions for yourself? 
Totally. And I think a lot of content creators probably go through that where they're like, oh, is this good enough? I don't know. I think after a few years, I kind of stopped worrying about that and worried more about if I enjoyed making it and I found it funny and I was proud of the video. I was like, well, I'm going to post it. And I have such an amazing community on social media. They respond so well to stuff and they're just so supportive. And I think, yeah, I got to that point where if I liked it and I thought that it was funny and good, then most of the time the community that I'd grown would be on board. Comedy is is so subjective and, and so in a radio setting, and, and I, Kate's touched on this as well, when you're in a team environment, what, what happens when the team disagrees on what's funny and what isn't and how do you solve those, those challenges, as she says, with a smile? Um, and, like, and, and by the way, you, I mean, and that's, I know there's nothing underlying there because your team is amazing, but, but you, you are going to have disputes and discussions around, is that going to work? I don't get that. And I guess from your perspective, sorry to interrupt, uh, Bree, just because you do so much of your own content where you are the CEO of 80% of what you're doing and then you've got radio, which you, which is a team yeah. environment and, t- and TV is a bit different as well. But so when you get, when you do so much work where the only person that has to make a call as to whether you're publish or not as you how do you then feed into a team environment where you where you do have to pitch or you do have to have that discussion or debate I think it's something that I need to remember a lot is that yeah because I have so much control over my own stuff that when you move into that team space you're like wait a minute I need to compromise again Um, and I think that's so important your radio relationship is like a real relationship there's going to be compromise there's going to be healthy discussions and I think Having discussions or, you know, every now, and th- every now and then, you know, an argument is healthy because if you're not, then you're not pushing each other and you're not testing each other. And yep. I think sometimes that's where the best ideas come from because if you're like, okay, I don't really understand, what if we do this? And then, you know, people add stuff and it becomes better. Um, so I think it's about compromise and it's about understanding, you know, that sometimes you're not always going to get your way, but... Um, you know, it's a compromise. Are you treating this like a business? Is this something that all people moving into radio and podcasting really need to focus on this other side as well? Or are you just naturally letting things go? Is it something you have to focus on? I would say... It is an opportunity. Think of it like this. If someone said to a marketing person, right, uh, what's the product that you want to market? And they said X, Y, Z. And they said, right, we can give you free marketing on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, um, and it's for free. Would you like it? What do you say? Of course, I want it. I want free marketing. Anything that I can do to help you know, your main source of income or your main goal, whatever, then I'm going to take it. And that's exactly how I look at it, which I mean, I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. And that's probably my biggest thing. Like I really enjoy making content, but it's also about, you know, creating things that I'm going to be everywhere and it's free. Like I don't have to pay for it and I have full control over it. I think I've struggled uh, for a lot of my adult life to just, I just wanted to fit in and I just wanted to be like everyone else. 
And I think I had this moment where I was at the Pink Show and there's this video that they show where I think a lot of people have seen um, where her little girl comes up to her and goes, you know, I'm ugly, like I, I'm, I'm ugly. And Pink talks to her and she's like, you know, um, people told me that I was different or I should look like this or I should change or whatever, but I've never changed for anyone um, because I'm me and look how successful I've been. And I kind of, it's taken me a long time, but I feel like, and I'm still getting there. Like I'm still, you know, I'm still really trying to give more and more of myself and it's a process, but I can't hold me in. And I think that's the realization I've had in the last however long. And once I kind of came to peace with, you know, I love who I am. And if people don't want to share in that, then that's okay. Um, Because I felt like people connected with me and felt like they could be who they were that much more, like because I stepped up and kind of took that burden off them a little bit. And if I can do that, then I feel like I'm here doing what I'm meant to do. I'll I'll share um, something that happened this year because I think it was even further into that space. But I spoke about my mental health on the air for the first time and spoke about how I've struggled for, uh, with anxiety for a lo- my, most of my um, most of my life. Um, and it was a really raw kind of uh, break on air, and I didn't really know what was going to happen. Or, but I there's this part of me that felt like it would help to heal myself because I would be helping someone else that felt like they were alone. And that's exactly, to be honest, like very lucky. That's exactly what happened. I had a girl message me on Instagram and she said, I was in the car at 4.30 and I heard you talking about, you know, how you struggled with anxiety for a long time and how, you know, you're just being honest about it and that people everywhere are having the same problems and the same struggles. She's like, I was on my way to end my life and um, I turned my car around um, because you made me feel like I fit in and like I wasn't the only person. Um, And, I, I mean, I've got, yeah, goosebumps talking about that. But if you can, like, I feel like this is what I'm here and I'm doing what I'm meant to do. And if I can help even just that one girl in the car, then... I'm going to suck it up and have the courage to talk about those really real things on the air. Thank you so much to Brie Thomasall. You can check out all of the video highlights of the event at theaustralianaudiosummit.com.au and we're back again tomorrow with Sam Kavanagh. See you then. Radio Game Changers, the number one radio podcast in the world, is now a book. When she's talking, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, I should say something funny. I'm genuinely listening to what she says. Nine insights from over 100 hours of conversations with the best radio presenters and programmers in the world. Fail. It's okay. People these days, they don't want to be bad at something. I've learned more from my mistakes than I still do now on the radio. 
those are things that actually make you better. Radio Game Changers, the book. It's available now at Amazon. You're never certain. I think this has been a single day of my life where I've gone, I've got three spots tomorrow that I know will all be fighting for ten past eight. <laughs> Whatever. You've heard the podcast, now read the book. People would always come in to see Martin Malloy done and they think, oh, this is going to be hilarious. And there's just two guys sitting there with Spirex notebooks reading things out like they're doing an old radio play. <laughs> radio Game Changers, written by Craig Bruce and Jay Mueller. A bad producer production.